I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I'm Rob Norman. I'm Andrew Norton. And this is Personal Best. Chandler is a filmmaker who has a very strange relationship with money. Yeah, I've been living independently since I was 17. I've lived like so long, just kind of like living month to month that um, when I get paid a lot for something, it feels weird to make that much money. And the idea of saving money seems like absolutely crazy to me. A couple years ago, Chandler took a nine to five job. She was writing about movies and interviewing her favorite directors. But recently, she gave all that up to work on her own film. Being like a person that writes about other artists, when you actually try to become one, it's so much harder and scarier than you ever thought it could be. So that's why she's here. Chandler has a very modest goal that's both practical and symbolic. Chandler wants a credit card. Yeah, I don't have a credit card. And I'm going to be 32 in two months. I can't buy anything from Amazon. I can't buy, like, a gym membership or advanced concert tickets. I have to go to the door the day of the show or or ask someone that I know to to buy the tickets for me. Plus, it's messing with her professional life. She's got a manager who wants to set up meetings for her in L.A. But you can't book a flight or call an Uber without a credit card. At least it's really difficult to. It's kind of like committing to a vision of the life that you want to have. feels like a credit card is part of that that picture I've just been thinking about this a lot like it's sort of sometimes it feels like other people have real lives and you don't as best I can tell from what she's told us there's no reason why Chandler couldn't be the proud owner of a Bank of America cash rewards no annual fee MasterCard actually I don't know that for sure no one does because she's never even had the confidence to apply or even look into it for that matter I really think it's like the idea that I don't deserve a credit card because I'm not responsible enough. And this whole idea seemed to take hold thanks to one specific moment. I feel like maybe I was wearing my Blockbuster video uniform, like about to go to work or something. Other friends were signing up to have credit cards and I was like debating whether or not I should get one. And my mom's like, you're not responsible enough to have a credit card. And since then, I've just been like, oh, my God. Based on an offhanded comment from her mother, Chandler is now afraid to wield any sort of credit. For some reason, I have internalized not being responsible for the last decade. It just feels so overwhelming to me. This idea of if I had a credit card, would I be able to control myself? Would I actually spiral into some kind of horrible credit card debt, which involves like me having to like cut it up in front of a bunch of people? In the past... Chandler's actually had a lot of success with self-improvement. I have like a book that I read in high school that I will perennially reread. <laughs> it's literally called The Seven Highly Effective Habits for Teens. That's right. 
the teen version of the famous self-help book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It all started back in high school when she was struggling in a bunch of her classes. And then I decided that I wanted to be on the honor roll. So I read this book and I started just doing what the book said. And then the next year I like had like 90s in all my classes. She's used this book for breakups. And I mean like recent breakups. And this book is the reason she went to film school in the first place. The book actually just made me realize my potential. That's pretty good for the price of $17.95. I didn't even pay for it. I stole it from Amy Bullock. <laughs> Chandler has changed her entire life with nothing but a dog-eared self-help book for teens. I mean, aren't we all still kind of teens? I also have this theory that, like, the 15-year-old version of yourself, it's like when you, the core, like, the identity of who you are gets formed. That's when, like, your skeleton gets burned into amber or something. So our job is to help Chandler change a negative self-image that is burned into amber, a problem that not even the seven habits of highly effective teens could solve. We have to get Chandler to prove to herself that she's responsible. Responsible enough to pay 12.9% interest rate on purchases and cash advances with absolutely no annual fee. So we're clearly not financial experts, but on paper, this seems like a very attainable goal. Chandler's not working full time, but she's freelancing. And while she's working away at her career as a writer and director, she's still collecting employment insurance from her last job, or EI, as we call it here in Canada. And it's not like she's ever had any other sort of previous credit card debt because she's never had a credit card. But as many of us know, when it comes to financial decisions, the logical thing to do the thing that the spreadsheet tells us to do isn't always the thing we end up doing. Yeah, money is like 90% emotional and 10% a spreadsheet. Because we can all budget till the cows come home. It doesn't mean you're going to do it. That is Shannon Lee Simmons. She is a financial planner and author. We make financial decisions, but a lot of times it's driven by our emotions, right? Whether we take a cab to work, walk, take transit, it's a financial decision. But most of the time when you make a decision like that, it's not like you're checking your budget. You're just like, you know what? I had a crappy day. I'm going to take a cab home instead of walking. Exactly. So that was a financial decision that has nothing to do with a spreadsheet and has everything to do with how we're feeling in that moment. So Shannon says being good with money isn't about trying to eliminate emotions when spending. You're never going to do that. It's all about being in tune with those emotions. So there are things in your life that you're going to spend money on and if you reflect on them tomorrow or a week from now, even if you might have overspent a bit, you might still be like, no, I have no regrets on that. If you're in tune with what's important to you, what purchases in your life are going to fill you up versus pulling you down, then you have the ability to make good financial choices every time you want to swipe your card. Most of the time when Shannon works with people who are deep in debt, it's not because of frivolous spending, like you might assume. Usually it's gotten kicked off by their cat got sick, their car needed fixing, they had to go back to school, like things that you kind of had to spend money on and credit cards or debt was your only option. And eventually you risk coming to that point where you're like, well, I've already got 4,000 knowing what's another 400 bucks. And that's when the real, you know, quote, irresponsible or mindless spending happens that most people jump right to and assume that's what everyone is doing when they have debt. And that's the thing. No one talks about money because they don't want to be judged. And it's the same thing with Chandler. So she's damned if she does and she's damned if she doesn't. If she tells people that she doesn't have a credit card, 
She seems irresponsible. And if she does get one and overspends with it... Then she also leaves herself open to the other people, judging her that, like, well, shouldn't have had a credit card. So what is she to do? You know, if I lived in biblical times, a problem of this size might invite me to seek out the wisdom of someone like King Solomon, Nebuchadnezzar, or Nebuchadnezzar's friend, Daniel. But because they've been dead for thousands of years, I've been forced to seek my words of wisdom elsewhere. Uh, Chandler, I believe in you. I do admire some of your, like, you know, resilience sticking to your principles. But I would say, try it out. Yeah, you're still in an age that you can still make mistakes. So just, like, jump right into it. You're still young. You can figure it out. That's Harsha and Jamie, two of the six local teens I've assembled to help. And although young, they definitely know a thing or two about adults. Every time I see an adult like on TV or anything, I think they're going to be taller than me. But then I find out how tall they are in real life, and I'm like, oh, they're just like a normal person. Yeah, no, that's actually a good point, yeah. Chandler believes her core identity was cemented as a teen. So this group should provide the perfect insight into the nature of responsibility and communicate it in a way that she's going to get. I showed them a picture of Chandler to find out if she at least looks responsible. Yeah, I don't know. My first thought when I saw this picture is she's smiling. She's too happy to be, like, responsible in an adult, you know, because, I don't know, my idea of an adult is kind of tired and sad at the same time because, like, they have responsibility. I think that looks like a business attire sweater. So I'm going to say she's probably employed and she's probably making moves. She's making it up the ladder. Yeah, I'd say she looks like she's pretty responsible. While they may seem very pleasant, I also know teens are notorious for bullying and cruelty. I have no idea how this group might lash out when I reveal Chandler doesn't own a credit card. Hearing that, like, you know, an adult doesn't have a credit card surprises me, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's a bad thing, you know. Like, she's clearly like a happy, seems to be responsible person. Like if she's been, I mean, I'm assuming living alone for the last, what, 10, maybe more years, then she's clearly responsible enough to do that. She should be responsible enough to do what she wants with her money. Just so I know, uh, does anyone here have a credit card? No. Oh, no, no, no. And I don't really plan on getting a credit card. It just seems like a scam. Um, I have a bank card. My friend has a, uh credit card and he just buys like supreme clothing yeah a lot of like the richest friends i know from them making their own money they flip their stuff after infiltrating this illegal teen smuggling ring i'm just about ready to call it a day but my producer andrew forces me to ask more questions like what does responsibility mean to them it seems sort of like this uh endless loop of just menial tasks that you got to do over and over again i'd rather not I think of responsibility kind of as like taking care of yourself and taking care of like the people around you. Finally, I asked these teens the big question. Is Chandler ready for a credit card? I think she can. I believe in Chandler. Yeah, Chandler, go do it. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, it's not that hard, right? Yeah, I think we can do this. Well, I still don't actually know what to do. I'm assuming you guys are going to help me with that. Like, are we going to the bank or what's happening? I don't know. So we still have some work to do. 
We're helping a filmmaker named Chandler who has gone her whole adult life without a credit card because she believes she's not responsible enough to even apply for one. We're back in the studio with her, this time with something to do to make her better at stuff. Uh, okay, so we've been doing a lot of talking, a lot of research, but now we have a challenge for you. Okay, challenge accepted. So we think maybe the best way for you to learn responsibility is to take care of this. Oh my God. It's an egg with the words credit card written on it in permanent marker. Wow, so this is my credit card that I have to take care of. Oh, and we also have a wallet for you to put it in. What the f Jesus f Sorry, I know I'm probably not allowed to swear, but this is a plastic bag full of nails. I think there's a hinge in there too. There's a hinge too. We have replaced the egg in the bag upon the bed of loose nails. Oh my God. Over the next week, Chandler will have to take this egg everywhere she goes and record a voice memo each day. You know, just to let us know how she and the egg are doing. This is egg dispatch number one. Right now it's, it's going okay. But yeah, I'm scared. I have a day tomorrow that involves like an 11 a.m. meeting with a producer, and I don't know how I'm gonna justify it. Also, all the screws are like tearing huge holes in the very flimsy plastic bag they gave me. But I should clean up my house because I think that Rob and Andrew and Jess are coming over tomorrow, and I really don't know what they're gonna do there and um, what it's gonna be about. I've planned something for tomorrow that will help with Chandler's credit card confidence. See, while Rob was crafting bold, new self-improvement strategies through tetanus, I made a phone call. This sounds like a, this sounds like a fun episode you're planning. Um, that spinner of euphemisms is Cardiff Garcia, co-host of the financial podcast, The Indicator. Remember, one thing Chandler was worried about was not having the willpower to control her spending if she does get a credit card. So I figured Cardiff has to have some practical ideas we can use to help with that. Yeah, there are principles from behavioral economics in particular that sort of address why it is that so many people like struggle with having a credit card. These are also concepts that you can sort of try to use to your advantage once you actually have a credit card. And one thing that he mentioned really resonated with me. You could just like get the credit card and never take it out. In other words, make it hard to get the credit card, to find the credit card number, to go online and spend it. Um, and deliberately make it a pain in the ass to get it to actually spend it. So you get the credit card, sure, and then you put it in some kind of a vault or something like that. So you know that, Cardiff Garcia, is something we can work with. Okay, this is us out in front of Chandler's house. We are delivering a very special gift to Chandler. Okay, back entrance. Okay, we almost went to someone else's house. And that gift is the gift of behavioral economics. Oh, wow. It's a box <laughs> with a phone number <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a combination lock. It's a treasure chest with a lock or a vault, if you will. Inside it is her very first credit card, a sort of training credit card. It's a prepaid $50 visa. Wow. Thank you. But as per Cardiff Garcia's direction, we made it very difficult to use. Each time Chandler wants to buy something, she'll have to call the number and wait for further instructions before she receives a combination to open it. Okay, so you guys just basically gave me $50 to spend. But wait, the test is... Wait, I don't understand. Okay, so maybe she doesn't fully get it yet. But about an hour or so later, she calls the number on the side of the box. Hello? 
Who calls the Guardian of Credit? It is I, Chandler Levesque. Very well, Chandler. Before your tablet of credit is bequeathed, you must answer these three questions. Okay. Question one. What artifact, whether mundane or divine, do you wish to purchase? Um, an oat milk latte, please. Will this oat milk latte be a pleasure both now and for tomorrow's future? Will you regret this purchase in one week's time? Um, I don't know. I think I'll enjoy it. Excellent. But now, you must overcome this illusion of the mind. Question number two, a riddle. Do I have to answer a riddle every time? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. You can run from me, but cannot escape me. When you accept me, you are sorry. I cannot be stolen, but you may take me. Who am I? <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> I don't understand why I have to answer riddles. <laughs> I'm so bad at riddles. You have failed. Goodbye. Hello, young debt maker. Hello. You can run from me, but cannot escape me. When you accept me, you are sorry. I cannot be stolen, but you may take me. Who am I? I don't know. Responsibility? Correct! <gasps> I got it right! Well done, debt maker. Okay, great. Now the third and final question. Are you responsible? Yes. Well done, Chandler. You are the chosen one. Are you ready for your credit card? Yes. Then wield this passcode very well. Eight. Eight. One. That's it? Okay. Um, wait, how does this work? Eight, eight. Oh, wow, I'm opening the box. This is the pivotal moment. <gasps> Whoa, it's very cold. <laughs> it's freezing. Wait, it's a block of ice. <laughs> oh, my God, with a credit card in it. Holy cow. The next part of the journey is up to you. Goodbye, young debt maker. Thank you very much, sir. Have a nice day. Okay. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. That was a good start. Oh, okay. It actually came apart pretty easily in half. And the credit card's just stuck to one end. This is like perfect, so. There we go. It's now in my possession. Chandler has a credit card in hand that she can safely use. This is great. So this week I've made sure my phone is fully charged. I've written a bunch of wicked riddles and I'm feeling very confident that thanks to this egg, Chandler's problems are about to be solved. Um, so it's been a successful egg day. Um, I also ran into like three people that I knew on the street and, and did not mention the egg and the egg um, seems to have been not seen, but it is a Hello, today I'm feeling positive. I like did all these great things because I'm being responsible. And I had the egg with me in a little plastic bag, um, just keeping me company. And um, yeah, I bought groceries. I like made a, a I kind of like, down. sort of like actually the egg. It's like a good way for me to kind of like walk around all the time being accountable for my, my actions. 
But I think the egg really could become a thing. You know, you, you could have like these sort of free range eggs with like ornate calligraphy fonts that like represent. Hello, this is Chandler coming at you with another egg dispatch. I went somewhere, but I didn't use the egg today. I didn't. I went to a coffee shop, but I didn't bring the egg with me today. Um, today was just like a really hard day because I found out, I just found out about, you know, maybe 10 minutes ago that my EI payments are done. I kind of assumed, or I guess I thought that I had another week or two of them. So yeah, I don't really know what the future holds for me and it's really terrifying. So the egg is still intact. But I'm a mess. Goodbye. favorite one-hit wonder or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have or that tv show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon now what if we could fix it i'm francesca ramsey and i'm delon grant and after 20 years of friendship we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called let me fix it each episode we'll dig into our favorite celebrities shows and brands of yesteryear and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today think of our show as an intervention but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Chandler is an adult trying to get her first credit card. And so far, we've given her a raw egg inside a bag of nails and a prepaid credit card. Yeah, we froze it in a block of ice because of economics. But she hasn't used it a single time, not even for that oat milk latte. So we're definitely not on the right track. Maybe we have to remember how this whole thing started. She was a teen when her mom said she wasn't responsible enough. We've been wasting our time trying to make her feel like a responsible adult, when really we need to convince her that deep down inside, she's a responsible 15-year-old. And I think I know just the way to do that, with sport. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm just trying to get the pulse uh, out here. Are you excited for the 2019 Responsible Teen Games? The opening ceremonies are tonight here at CBC. Absolutely. I'm not sure what they are. Gentlemen, are you excited? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Tonight is the opening of the Responsible Teen Games. Excellent. We go for lunch here every day in the food court, so we see all the hype, so we're excited. Are you excited about the 2019 Responsible Teen Games? I don't know what that is. There's anticipation, and then there's this. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Scott Regeer of CBC Sports. Welcome to the 2019 Responsible Teen Games. Tonight, we celebrate the world's most conscientious, punctual, and pragmatic teens. All eyes are focused on the 20 by 20 foot stage at the center of the CBC atrium. And even though the games were just invented last week by Robin Andrew, the excitement is palpable. Geography, biology, teen ethics, and physical fitness. Those are just some of the challenges awaiting these four young competitors. Let's go meet them right now. 
Hi, I'm Celine. I'm 16 and I'm a responsible teen. I'm currently a member of the Student Senate, executive of the debate club, and I even run my own food blog. Hi, I'm Gerd. I'm in the 11th grade. When I'm not analyzing basketball stats, I'm working on my tech startup where we host hackathons for youngsters. These are not your normal teens. Associate producer Jess Shane has searched online, phoned Mensa, and scoured the top tier of teen academia to find the best of the best for this year's brutal games. Hey there, I'm Joy. I'm 17 years old and founder of my school botany club. My hobbies include growing aquatic animals and growing shrimp in my home aquarium. But the real dark horse in this year's games, Chandler, a 32-year-old filmmaker whose only credit card is reportedly guarded by a wizard. Her participation is such a surprise, in fact, she doesn't even know she's competing tonight. Wow, look at these. Hi. Hi, I'm Chandler. Nice to meet you. Hi, I love your shirt. I'm as confused as you guys are. We now go live to the floor where the opening ceremonies are in progress. To all teens and teens at heart, welcome to the 2019 Responsible Teen Games. Let the games begin. Our competitors stand behind podiums with their names handwritten on them. The stage is completely dark. Because the lighting board is very complicated. It really is. Each event is worth 10 points, with a final round worth 60. If Chandler can win tonight, that'll be irrefutable proof she's responsible. So the only thing between Chandler and a credit card is crushing these hopeful teens. And events like math. You just bought the limited edition Black Supreme Fanny Pack for the retail price of $90. Your cousin recommends you mark it up by 60% to flip it. At what price should you list the Fanny Pack? And teen geography. Which of these local malls have a Hot Topic boutique? You can take your time. Okay, so I know that there's a Hot Topic at uh, the Eaton Center. Uh, let's see, what else do I know? Hmm. There's also teen care. I've made four bags for each of you, including hygiene and other products. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, contention on this one about whether Q-tips are responsible or not. Q-tips are known to damage the inner ear. So that is a tie. Joy and Chandler are both taking 10 points in that category. Congratulations, well done. That's a controversial decision, but I respect it. On to the science event. Can you name these aquatic invertebrates? Congratulations, that's a big 10 points for Joy. Wow. I'm allergic to shrimp, so. Whoa. Yeah. Also, we play a game of dodgeball. <laughs> My glasses. <laughs> That's 10 points for Gerd. 10 points. Followed by literature. Who is the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens? Chandler. Sean Covey. Correct. What image is on the front cover of Seven Habits for Highly Effective Teens? Chandler. A denim butt pocket. The judges say that is correct. What is habit number seven? Chandler. Sharpen the saw? That's correct, yes. it is. Sharpen the saw. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's only one event left. Joy is in the lead, followed closely by Gerd. Chandler is still in a very competitive third place with 40 points, but it's still anyone's game because this last event is worth 60 points. You said your heart was racing. Do you think you can win this or how are you feeling? I don't know if it's right for me to win it. It feels like it would be a, a bad look, um, you know, but I'm, I'm gonna give it all, my all and, uh, and try as hard as, as possible to, to beat these teens.
The teens are back on stage, ready for the final event. We'd like you to prepare a speech no longer than two minutes, showcasing your writing, your ability to craft a thoughtful argument, and your public speaking skills. You'll be given 30 minutes to write and rehearse your speech, then we will present them. The title of your speech is Why I Am Responsible. And with that, the teens scurry off to reflect on the nature of responsibility as our panel of judges arrive. Two teachers and one teen activist blogger. It's been about three hours of games that clearly have no stakes, but these teens are intensely focused. Even Chandler looks stressed. I wasn't ready to do this, but I'm, I'm going to give it my all. It feels like the climactic moment in a movie. You're writing your own ending. That's beautiful. That's really nice, actually. Thank you. Time is up. The judges have found their seats, and the speeches begin. Joy uses a rags-to-riches approach. When you consider my humble start, you can see that I'm someone who made myself better from who I was, and most importantly... While Gerd cites his incredible work ethic. I work at a clothing store, Foot Locker, and during the holiday season, when school was on, had three to four shifts every week during the weekdays. And Celine comes strong out of the gates, tackling the global epidemic that's eroding the foundation of our civilization. In 2019, we see a rise in lazy and careless teens. But what makes me stand out as a teen is my responsibility. I understand. Now it's up to Chandler to tell her story. Hello, my name is Chandler Levac. I'm 32 years old, and today is the day that I vow to be responsible. In the past, I regret to inform you that I've acted in some seriously boneheaded ways. I have dated a stand-up comedian slash DJ. I have also lapsed on hydro payments and ignore deadlines. I think that true responsibility comes from recognizing your past behaviors and holding yourself accountable for how you've treated others in the past. And it also comes from how you treat yourself. It is about harnessing the courage to change, even in a world where it is so much more tempting to do the opposite. I could give you a laundry list of my past accomplishments. I've successfully edited my college newspaper for two years. I have my babysitting certificate. But mostly I'd like to be honest about my true desire to change and show up for the people that I'm lucky to have in my life who I truly love. I am responsible. Thank you. The judges have their decision. They hand Rob a slip of paper. Our gold medal winner the most responsible teen of 2019 is Celine. Chandler did not win the 2019 Responsible Teen Games. In fact, she came in last. I think we screwed up. Chandler's heartfelt speech was apparently just not enough for the judges. They went with Celine, whose strong presentation skills and great eye contact are what they said put her over the edge, securing a huge come-from-behind victory. When we were planning this event, I was kind of picturing that Chandler's final speech would be so moving that she would unanimously be declared the winner and then the teens would just like graciously accept defeat. But yeah, it didn't go that way. In a tie for third place, receiving the bronze medal, Chandler and Gerd. Defeated, downtrodden, and still without a credit card. But we have one more thing. Now that the teens are safely on their way home and the podiums have been disassembled, we take Chandler around the corner. There's two identical doors side by side, both marked. 
One represents a life with a credit card, the other a life without one. This is a decision she can only make for herself. I feel really like, um, I don't know, like weirdly emotional about that. I think because I've been avoiding it my whole life and not doing it, I was like, well, I'll go on this podcast and they'll force me to do it and then that will be the situation. Now I still have to figure out how to do it myself. Andrew and I leave. Even we won't know what door she chooses. All right, so I'm just I'm just gonna walk now. Okay. It's almost two weeks later. Two weeks of Chandler owning a credit card, or maybe intentionally not owning a credit card. We don't know. You know, the the last time we left you, we were sending you down a hall to pick between two doors. You know, I chose. I guess, spoiler alert, I chose the the credit card room and I walked into it and I just started crying. It was really emotional for me. I just had this dream of coming here and opening up my wallet and, and showing you a credit card. You know, I just thought about it and it made me so happy, this idea that I could like show you this credit card with my name on it. And then I applied online for the credit card and I did it and then I'm not eligible for a credit card. I have too much debt. Too much debt. Yeah. No credit card. No credit card. That sucks. Yeah. But does having a credit card actually mean you're responsible? I guess this is the question we've been asking since day one, right? Um, Does having a credit card mean that you're responsible? Because I feel like irresponsible people have credit cards, right? Tons of them, yeah. Like, what does responsibility have to look like? You know, does it mean all of the things that these kind of signifiers that we've put on it? I think it's about kind of like committing to this this vision of the future that I want to have. And not having so much like guilt and shame about the other stuff, because that other stuff will come. Chandler felt responsible enough to apply for a credit card. She didn't get it. But is it weird for me to still feel good about what happened here? No, I think she should be proud about this. You applied. That's no, the I win. did. I mean, I, I, that was crazy. I've never, I've never done that before in my entire life. In fact, we have something for you. To celebrate the win. What is it? It better not be a bird. I'm very scared of birds. It's a blindfold. It's a blindfold. Oh, my God. All right. You can stay right there. Stay right there. We're coming to you. Take off your blindfold now. Oh, it's a piñata. Congratulations on feeling responsible enough to apply for a credit card. That's really sweet. Now you get a stick. That's the important part. Ah! It's gold coins that have chocolate in them that are covered in ice. Now you have to get the coins out of the blocks of ice. It was like the wizard. Do you remember when we did the treasure chest? I was, uh, yeah, I realize it's the same. We thought we thought maybe it might be like a little joke that we'd all laugh at, but it just kind of created a kind of weird vibe of confusion. <laughs> now there's just like a lot of frozen cubes all over the studio floor. Yep, that's going to soak into the carpet. I'm Rob Norman, and you just heard a podcast called Personal Best. Andrew Norton produces the show. Jess Shane is our associate producer. It's not a credit card, but it certainly is ice <laughs> with chocolate. <laughs> oh, I got one. We've received production help this episode from Luke Williams, B. San Safi, and Cecil Fernandez. 
Scott Regeer is our personal best sports correspondent. Our music correspondent, Breakmaster Cylinder. Arif Narani is the executive producer of CBC Podcasts. Thanks to our panel of teens, Adam, Chase, Jamie, Jackson, Harsha, and Daniel, and to Seed and Kevin and everyone at the Second City Toronto. Also, special thanks to our teen game judges, Hannah Alper, Julia Hune-Brown, and Stacey Mensing. Oh, and a big thanks to a very special author. Hey Chandler, this is Sean Covey, and uh, I wanted to start by thanking you for being a reader of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. I learned about how you've been using it in your life, and I congratulate you. So best wishes. Are you teen enough to change your life forever? Enroll in next year's teen games by emailing responsibleteengames at cbc.ca. Both teen and adults welcome to apply. If you want to see a photo of what Chandler's egg bag looked like, put an egg in a bag of nails and take a photo of it yourself. Then tag us on Twitter at personalbestcbc. Our website is cbc.ca slash personalbest. And please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast app. For more CBC Original Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash originalpodcasts.